0: EV Comply. Simplifying your charge point installations. A very Merry Christmas to you from everybody here at EV Comply. It's been a great year and one of the best things to come out of this year was in fact the UK's first electric forecourt. So let's see what GridSurf had to say about it. So I'm currently joined with Sam Clark, Chief Vehicle Officer at GridSurf, who are in fact the brains behind the UK's first electric forecourt. Hello, Sam.
1: Hi, Chelsea. Nice to be here. Hi.
0: I mean, I think I've just said it, the UK's first electric forecourt. That's a pretty cool claim for you to have, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it may even be the first one in the world. We're not entirely sure, but we certainly think it's uh, its definitely the best. or well, the first one in the UK. Yeah. So we're incredibly proud to get it up and running now.
0: Fortunately, the EV sector is going even during this challenging time from strength to strength, which is brilliant. And the fact you have been able to, you know, still plow on and get it done is great so i suppose really what i first want to know is how did you pick the site choosing the site must have been hard because it's the first one you know how did you go about choosing that
1: yeah i mean it's, it's one of over 100 sites we're going to build around the country in the next five years so we've got really really um, fierce ambitions to get that done the one in braintree in essex just happened to be one that um the stars aligned first with and we've got a we've got a very complex data set that we have to analyze to see what the best location is and it's It's based on a lot of parameters, but things like um, uh, vehicle movements around the busy roads and it's on a very busy carriageway in the A131 in Great Notley with thousands of cars uh, travelling down that road every single day. Then we've got grid connection considerations as well as where our energy is coming from. We, We build and own solar farms as well, so we've got a... We've got a location 44 miles down the road, which is a 60-acre solar farm, which is generating all the energy for site, as well as um, as well as other other means of use of that energy. So, so yeah, there's there's a number of different things. Obviously, the demographic, the population. There's all sorts of things which which go into the mix, Uh, and then of course got all the planning constraints and and the uh, the substation upgrades or building of substations, etc. So, so we've got a five megawatt grid connection on site, which is pretty big. So yeah, it's it's a seriously uh, a serious site, and then takes an awful lot of effort to get all those things uh, set up so that we can go live.
0: And how many years in the planning was this before it came to actual fruition?
1: Well, our CEO, Tonington Harper, I think he had the, the idea of this about three years ago. But yeah, I think we just need to have that critical mass. And we think sort of a hundred of these larger forecourts, plus another layer beneath that of smaller hubs, will be enough to create a network that people can rely on. Because there's there's what there's well over twelve thousand locations in the country now where you can charge a car in the UK relative to eight thousand petrol stations, but but that's not really a true reflection because there's so many individual charges, so many unreliable charges, and some in places that you don't want them. So, so, we want to create a network that has lots of charges per location, lots and lots of power, and in places that people need them, rather than scattergun of throwing, throwing them all over the place. We, we don't we don't subscribe to that at all. Because it's just it it may be okay for today, but it's no good for tomorrow when we've got, you know, we've got 10 million vehicles to be bought over the next nine years in the in the industry, in the EV industry, or as we get closer and closer to the ban of petrol and diesel in 20 uh, 2030. So, so we need a more structured approach to how we how we address charging infrastructure, which is now the the biggest challenge I think in in for the uptake of EVs.
0: Now, on your site as well. you, you do have concessions and obviously you've got different people in on site so that is almost as important as what you're offering because it's a huge pull as to why people would come to yourselves and obviously there's the meeting rooms as well so how did you go about picking those particular brands to join you
1: yeah i think from a wider lens it's important that the business um generates revenue on, on a number of different streams we will not make the investment back by charging 24 pence a kilowatt hour at the charger you know it's incredibly competitive <laughs> but that's not gonna that's not Going to get the payback we need. So you're having the battery on site, having the grid connection, being able to serve the local grid as as the name suggests, grid serve. They're all they're all ways in which we can generate revenue, and the concessions in the building uh, upstairs and downstairs are are just as important to that overall mix of of multiple revenue streams to make the business case stack up. Um, So yeah, as you might imagine, we spoke to a number of different retailers over a number of years to find partners that were were happy to go on this journey with us. And and, and WH Smith and Costas and Post Office and Boots and Gourmet, they, they were all very very keen to. To be part of this journey in an alternative uh, route to market for them, I suppose. And similarly, you know, the the, um, the showcase space upstairs that we've we've created, and the and the bookable meeting pods, and the. We've got a car lifts, so we've got cars upstairs, we've got a huge LED wall, you can lease vehicles to us now as well, so you, know, you can go upstairs, you can learn more about the vehicles, in, a, in a, not in a dealership environment, but in a sort of more Apple-esque, Apple, Apple Store-esque environment where if you want to talk to someone you can, but if you don't, you just want to put, touch some screens and look at some cars, you can do that too, and, and that's another part of the whole revenue stack, is to be able to lease vehicles to customers as well, straight from the forecourt itself. And it's been really interesting to see over the last few weeks since we've been open the different types of people have come to site. You know, we've got obviously we've got the, uh, the EV enthusiasts that have been coming in their hordes. So I've never seen so many. Porsche Taycans in my life. Uh, <laughs> they're all so keen to, to charge on the 350 kilowatt charges because it's you know they, that car can charge faster than anything on the road today. Yeah. And I've never seen so many Porsches. It's incredible. But so many people have come. You know, people from who are based who are from up north who who wanted to come and buy some food in Booth's because there isn't a booth down south yet. Apparently, yeah. You know, so th- there's lots of different reasons why people are coming to site, which is really really encouraging as well. So it's not just. Obviously, charging is important, but it's also come. It's also great to see people come because they want a coffee, or they want to send a parcel, or they want to learn more about EVs. You know, that, all those sort of ancillary interests are really, really useful for us
0: a great infrastructure there that allows people to just build it into their lives. Like you're saying, you know, so it will literally be talking to your partner, right? Well, when we hit so-and-so, we're going to stop off and charge. So, you know, and saying to the kids, right, you know, you can go to the toilet then. It's about life, really, ultimately. And it's a big change in how everyone's living at the moment. And I think the way you've gone about it, allows it to be as comfortable as possible and that's the main thing. It's been fantastic to be able to talk to you about it and it's going to massively help and change the movement of EV and it'll make us move that bit faster which is what we need at the moment.
1: Yeah absolutely yeah well we, that's what we want to do and that's something I often say in, in interviews is is the fact that um, you know, we've got one percent of the vehicles on the road today registered as purely electric you know, whether that be cars or, or light like commercial vehicles which is a 99% market that we've all got to go after. And it's not, it's not a speculative 99%, it's, it's law in, in nine years' time. <laughs> you know, so, yep. so that market is there for the taking and, and we just want to create, create um, an atmosphere that encourages people to, to use our infrastructure, our vehicles, our concessions you know, to, to, to start to make that transitional journey. So, so we're delighted that there's been so much interest and praise for what we've done but the work starts now and we've got 99% of the market as a collective to convert over the next nine years. You know, and we, we, we just want a small slice of that pie really. And and, uh, and, and I think we're, we're pretty well placed to do that.
0: Absolutely. And from everyone here at EV Comply, we wish you all the best. So Sam Clark, Chief Vehicle Officer at GridServe. Thank you so much for chatting with me today and being on the podcast. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the luck, not that you need it, but for the future.
1: My pleasure.
0: Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you. A massive thank you to Sam there for having a chat with us on the podcast. And from everybody here at EV Comply, a very Merry Christmas. The EV industry will continue to go from strength to strength. So roll on at 2021 and we will see you on the other side.